Hello, dancers. Welcome to Do It The Ordway. My name is Sarah Ordway, and I am the owner, CEO, and artistic director of Ordway Conservatory of Classical Ballet in Manassas, Virginia. I am not originally from Virginia, though. I am actually from Ohio, where I had the most amazing training. So my first dance studio um, was called Theater Dance Center, and the director there was Richard Moore. Um, and Richard sadly passed away in the year 2000, um, which when I let myself think about it a lot, it's extra sad because I know he would be just blown away by where his students are at today. Um, it blows my mind uh, where everyone is at today. So many of the people that I danced with back then um, are still working in the arts. Some of them have singing careers, um, have been in music videos, um, are headlining their own uh, theatrical productions. Uh, one of them is an actress on a Netflix show. Um, and we have dancers with ballet companies. Um, there is a dancer at LA Dance Project. So it's just, it's truly amazing. Um, and there are also several of them who own their own studios um, around the country. Uh, so it's just, it's really, really something. Uh, my mom picked a fantastic studio for me. What she, she did actually was, um, she went to recitals, as many recitals as she could. And, uh, she liked their recital the most. And so that's where I went. Um, and I was there a long time, uh, until my mom took me to see a Nutcracker production, um, of another school and it was all students on stage and they were dancing on point and it absolutely blew my mind and I was like that. Um, I think that that was the first time I had seen anyone dance on point um, in person or in a video even uh, and it just I knew that that was what I wanted to do. Um, so I told my mom yes I have to do that. I want to do that. I want to be up there with those kids um, and my studio at the time, they did say, oh, well, they didn't do point. It was more of a competition school. Um, and they were like, well, we'll start a point class just for you. But, you know, I mean, that that wasn't their thing. <laughs> so we uh, decided to move me to a ballet school. Um, and that was Canton Ballet in Canton, Ohio. And their school was really uh, fantastic. The organization was just great. Um, a lot of what we do at Ordway Conservatory, um, I did base off of how it worked there. Um, and especially with the productions, because they did the full length, big productions for everyone. And it was always just so much fun. So I continued my training there. Um, I started dancing on point and started doing just mostly just ballet, um, only other styles of dance in the summertime. And uh, there, I stayed a long time. I had a lot of, uh, well, I'm sorry, I did not stay there a long time, actually, now that I think on it. It felt long when I was a kid, but I was only there a few years. Um, I had a lot of success there, though. I ended up going to the School of American Ballet on a full scholarship while I was there, um, which was fantastic. That was um a great place to go and I'm so glad that I got to experience that and I got to have that direct line of Balanchine um, for a while. Uh, 
I had success at Youth America Grand Prix while I was there. Um, and I got to dance awesome roles and learn a lot of great repertoire. And they brought in amazing guest teachers. Um, but what ended up happening there is I went to Regional Dance America. It was in Canton that year. And I had a class from someone named Ina Stabrova. And uh, she was kind of terrifying. Um, she, I remember that she was moving my head around um, grabbing me by the bun and, uh, my bun came out and I hated her. I was like, no, <laughs> she pulled my hair out. This is not cool. I do not like this. Uh, no, 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 no. And that was my first impression of Ina. <laughs> Obviously not my last impression, but that was my first impression. <laughs> um, and, uh, I hated it. Uh, but then that summer, so like a few weeks later, I went to Herod Conservatory in Florida, and they are an amazing school, um, and they, they're they just amazing. They're a Vaganova school. Um, they take about 90 kids every summer. I think that they still do that. I know back then they only took about 90 kids for their summer program, and I went there, and I was 13. I had never known love, but I fell in love with Vaganova there. It just, everything clicked. It felt absolutely right. I just, I was in love. Um, so when I came back home, I told my mom, you know, I, I have to do Vaganova. That's what I have to do. So we're going to go, we're going to go to Ina. Um, and I had known, I had heard of Ina before the bun incident. Um, and there were some people that I had in my class who did train with her a little bit. Um, and there was one girl. Her name was Mara, and she, in class one day, did this pirouette, and she stopped in the passe on Demi Point at the end of the pirouette, and then she closed fifth, fourth, wherever we were going to. And I was just, I remember this moment. I can see it now, clear as day. I was like, I have to know how to do that. I want to do that. I thought it was the coolest thing that I had ever seen, um, and I knew that she learned that working with Ina. Um, so that combined with going to Herod Conservatory, I just knew I had to go and work with Ina, and I did. Um, I switched to her school that year, um, and that moment was in my life, like one of the big decision-making moments uh, where, you know, other versions of me could be out in the multiverse <laughs> doing totally other things because I had three options at the end of that summer. Uh, my first option was just staying with my current school. And before I had had any Vaganova, that was what I had wanted to do because, you know, it's easier in your comfort zone. Um, I was probably going to have some really good roles to dance the next year. Everything was just like easy and good there. And I knew what to expect. Um, then there were, the second option was uh, staying at Herod Conservatory, they did invite me to stay at the end of the summer. But there were two reasons that I didn't stay. Uh, number one was I did not like Florida. I hated it. I thought it smelled bad. It was not, it's not the place for me. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, and the other reason was when I was in eighth grade, I made a promise to myself that I was going to graduate the valedictorian of my high school. 
I don't really know why I decided that. But uh, again, I can vividly remember when I made that decision. I know exactly where I was sitting in a classroom. And I just said to myself, you're going to do that. That's what you're going to do. So that was really nagging me when it was like, well, if I go to Florida, I can't do that. And that's a goal that I have. And I really feel like I have to do it. Um, Side note, I did do that, by the way, just so you know. (laughs) Um, But uh, those were the reasons I didn't go to Herod. And had I gone to Herod, the multiverse version of me um, would have had a very, very different career. Um, Very different. And same, if I had stayed with my current school, I would have had a very different career. Uh, So what I ended up deciding and doing, and this version of me, uh, went to Ina's school. And um, between her and her husband, Dimitri, had just amazing training. And I improved like an insane amount. And that year, um, I won the Youth Grand Prix Award at Youth America Grand Prix which would not have happened without Ina and Dima. It's just, it was amazing, all of the changes that happened. Um, And I only worked with Ina for uh, three years. Um, Again, it just seems longer than that. But it was only three years because she actually um, moved away for a little bit. Um, My junior year of high school, I didn't have her as a teacher. Um, And then, thank goodness, she came back. And I got to finish up my senior year with her, and um, she helped me to get a job. Um, And now we have an awesome relationship where I can talk to her at any time and about anything. And she's one of the most important people in my life, absolutely. Um, And this version of me is very, very glad that I have that. When I was around nine years old, uh, my dad brought home this box of like, I guess they were just office supplies from work uh, for me and my brother. Um, Sometimes he just brought us home random things to play with. Um, And inside of the box, there were these like pentagon shaped cardboard pieces. I have no idea what they actually were or were for, Um, but they were a little bit bigger than the size of your hand, um, depending on your hand size. As a nine-year-old, they were bigger than my hand. Uh, And I took them, I took three of them, and I made a stage. So I had a pentagon on the bottom, and then I taped two of them upright along the edges of the bottom one. And that was a big stage. And then I took uh, those little Legos, the two banger ones, And I put initials of famous ballerinas on them. I know for sure that I had a Patricia McBride Lego. Um, I'm sure I had a Susan Farrell Lego. (laughs) Like, just some famous ballerinas. And uh, I would put them on the little stage and choreograph little dances for them. um, And have a little court of ballet and soloists and principal dancers. And that's, you know, how I had fun when I was nine years old. Um... And I kept that stage for a really long time uh, because I think I remember finally getting rid of it, like, after I graduated high school. Uh, It was still in my closet. I wish I had it now. I wish I hadn't gotten rid of it. Um, But, yeah, so that's a a game I would play when I was somewhere around nine years old. It might have been a little younger. Uh, So it was around that time that some part of me (laughs) knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life. Um... 
If you had asked me when I was nine, I'm pretty sure I would have told you I wanted to be a bus driver because I really just had a fascination with driving vehicles. Um, obviously, now I do drive a vehicle and that's enough. I don't need a bus route. <laughs> Good enough just with my car. Uh, and then when I got a little older, I would have told you I wanted to be a lawyer. But that was more just because um, I really liked giving speeches and was a little bit obsessed with that. Um, not for any desire to know law. Um so neither of those things ended up having, happening, obviously. I actually did not know for sure that I wanted to be a dancer um, until probably the beginning of senior year. I was probably 17 when I for sure made the decision. Um, and it was just, okay, what can you not live without? And I did not want to stop dancing. I wanted to keep performing. So I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. Um and also, I was just sick of school. I was just done with it. I didn't want to have any more school for a while. Um, so yeah, even though when I was nine, I was doing those things and thinking how awesome it would be to one day own my own school and get to choreograph my own pieces. I never like said or realized like that is really what I want to do. That's my end game. Um, so throughout my dancing career, I was teaching um that whole time and it just slowly began to transition to where I was enjoying watching my students perform more than I was enjoying performing and it wasn't really the performing aspect I will always love performing it was all the things you had to do to keep your body healthy so all the warming up and all of the time at the gym and just I was tired and I just wasn't as into it anymore and I was nervous that I, that would make me start slacking and then I would hurt myself and then that would be no fun because I had come back from a few uh, ankle injuries and I had already promised myself, if you hurt your ankle again, you're done. You're just, that's it. Because coming back from an injury takes a very long time and is very hard and is very physically and mentally challenging. Um, so I knew I did not want to go out that way. Um, so that those were all decisions that led to me wanting to retire and, uh, looking to my future. I knew I wanted to run a school. I had had known that for many years. Um, and I was very excited to get to start doing that. And I knew at the time that I, you know, had a good base for how I wanted the school to run and how I wanted the kids to be taught and what opportunities I wanted to th them to have, especially performance wise. Um, but I did not know a lot or really anything about running a business. Uh, and I was nervous. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got everything on the ballet side totally under control. But oh, what are we going to do about business? Um, so when I made the decision, the first thing that happened was I bought an accounting book, which was rough. I do not like accounting. Uh, my mom loved accounting and was an accountant for a while. Um, but it, it's not for me. It is not for me. Um, but I learned it because I wanted to be successful. Um, and I probably shouldn't have started with accounting, even though, you know, I'm a, I'm a eat your vegetables first kind of person, you know, get the what you don't like to do over with first. Um, but uh, I did end up discovering that I really, really love business and I, I have a new passion for it. Um, 
And it's great because these two passions get to collide in this business that I have. Um, And it just makes me really, really happy. And the nine-year-old me is extremely happy playing with her little stage. So when I did start Ordway Conservatory, um, I based it on all of the best of everywhere that I had ever been. So all of my three schools that I was at in Ohio, um, every summer program I ever went to, every competition that I went to, like everything in the dance world, I based it off of there. And I kind of thought like, okay, what are the issues that I've encountered and what are the great things? And based what we do on that. One thing that I'm really big on is communicating. Um, I've always been like this with my students, and now I'm like this with all of our clients. Uh, I want everyone to know exactly what's going on all the time. So I will let you know. I will tell you everything. You will get info emails, and you will get uh, social media posts about it. You'll get phone calls from me if we have to, and we uh, have Zoom meetings now, which is a good thing that came out of the pandemic because that is just so much easier. It's so much easier to get people in a Zoom meeting than to get them in here. Um, we have handbooks and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I love everyone to just be in the know all the time. And I'm also always telling the kids, I'm like, I sent your parents an email this morning, so you should know about X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm really big on that because a lot of schools that I went to, there was poor communication. <laughs> Um, I remember my dad being angry many, many nights uh, at one of my schools because uh, we would never know when I was done. Um, Rehearsal could be done at 8. It could be done at 9.30. Who knows? Um, And even as a kid, I didn't really like that. Um, I didn't mind when we went late because I loved what I was doing so much. But in general, it was not good. Um, So communication was a huge thing for me. Another really huge thing at the beginning was um, having the performances be only kids. Uh, And that was taking it a step further than any school that I had ever been to. Uh, Quite often, schools will get a guest uh, male dancer in. They'll bring in a professional to dance with their kids. And I just really, really don't want to do that. It is a great, you know, partnering experience, but I'm going to give them other opportunities where they will get to partner. Um, I want the shows to be theirs, 100% theirs. So there are no adults in any of our shows um, at all. And I just, I don't know, it's just a thing with me. I just like that. That's how I want it. (laughs) That's how it's always going to be. I want the kids to really feel accomplished and just special about it. It's for them. It's for them and only them. So now we're in year five of Ordway Conservatory of Classical Ballet. Um, and it's it, it's really flown by. It hasn't, it hasn't flown by. Um, we have improved things so much. We've grown so much. Uh, we thrived throughout the pandemic, thank goodness. Uh That was a lot of hard work, but it was absolutely worth it. Um, I work on myself every single day. Uh, I'm always in um, learning mode. (laughs) I'm a part of a studio owners group where uh, it's basically like a very specific business school. (laughs) 
for studio owners. Um, and it is fantastic. There's so much gold in that. And we need gold because I always want to make this place bigger and better. Uh, this year, we're changing up a few things. Um, we're going to have a lot more events this year. I'm super excited about that. Um, just more times for parents to get some time off. You can drop your kids off here. But also for the kids to get to do fun things with each other in um, an environment where they can actually like talk. You know, during ballet class, they're not talking to each other. Um, but at these events, they'll be able to do that. And they can just make their friendships closer um, and understand each other more, um, which is another goal of mine this year. I want all of our students to get to know each other on a bit of a deeper level this year um, because, you know, they come into the building and they chit chat a little in the hallway and maybe the dressing room and in between rehearsals. But when we're working, you know, we're in the studio, we're taking class, we're doing rehearsals, there really isn't that time for chit chat. So they don't really get to know each other that well. They just kind of make superficial assumptions. And I want them to recognize themselves in others. You know, maybe you have the same favorite, whatever, favorite animal as another dancer. And that's like a connection point, you know. So this year, it is a big goal of mine to have more connectivity and just teamwork happening inside of the building. And we are starting that with an event in the beginning of September uh, called Dancer Collaborative, where I'm going to bring all of our intermediate and advanced students together to just really get to know each other better and to do some teamwork exercises. And I'm very, very excited about that. Um, the final thing I'm super excited about for this school year, our fifth anniversary school year, is our performances. Um, so we have an interactive Nutcracker in December, which is always amazing. If you don't know what our interactive Nutcracker is, we bring audience children up onto the stage during the party scene and they get to sit on the stage and see dancing up close. They also get to stand up and learn a dance and then perform it for the audience right then and there. Um, every year, it's just, it's so much fun seeing the kids come up on stage and they have huge smiles. Some of them have never even been on a stage before. Uh, it's just the atmosphere, the feeling in the air is just wonderful during that show. We are also doing a video game ballet in March this year. It's called Game On. It is a completely original story um, done by me. And uh, I have a lot, a lot of ideas for it. Uh, probably not all of them will happen. I'm a little ambitious sometimes, um, which you should be, you know. What do they say? Uh, shoot, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll land among the stars, something like that. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm excited about it, but we'll see. I'll have more information for you soon. It's definitely going to be ambitious um, and it is going to be just as much fun for the people on stage and in the audience and anyone watching backstage. It's, it's going to be fun for everyone. Um, and I'll give you just one hint for the audience. There will be some interactive elements. There won't be coming up onto the stage, but the audience will help with the show and be a part of the show. And then our final performance this year is always our end of the year recital. 
um, which is another one that keeps getting bigger and better. I have some ideas for this year that are a little bit different from how we've done it the first four years. So uh, stay tuned and we'll get you more information on how our recital will be. Well, thank you so, so much for listening to my very first podcast of Do It the Ordway. Um, I, like all things, plan on just getting better and better at it. And I would love to hear uh, what you guys would like to hear about. I do plan on uh, bringing in some special guests to talk to you. Um, So if there is a special guest that you would really like to hear from, please let me know. Uh, Just um, send a message to us on our Facebook or on our Instagram at Ordway Ballet. Um, I would love to hear what you would love to hear about. So I'd like to finish up these episodes with um, giving you some recommendations. I love to read. I am always reading. Uh, A lot of you have probably not seen me reading, but I read every single day, I assure you. Um, So I thought I would give you a nonfiction and a fiction book recommendation. Uh, For the nonfiction book, I read recently um, Cues by Vanessa Van Edwards, and uh, it was amazing. I could not put it down. I tore through that book so fast. Um, It's all about... Uh, both nonverbal and verbal cues that we give to other people and other people give to us. So it's like body language and how people use their voices, um, even what you're doing with like your eyebrows. It was just very, very fascinating. Um, And if you're interested in that, I highly, highly recommend the book um, if you're just interested in how people interact with each other at all. Um, For fiction, currently what I'm reading for fiction is mostly some Sailor Moon fan fiction. Um, I am a huge Sailor Moon fan, uh, like the number one fan, and I do read a lot of fan fiction. (laughs) So I'm not really going to recommend you a specific Sailor Moon fan fiction, but um, instead I will recommend one of my favorite fantasy books, and that is Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Um, It is just an awesome read. I think it's Sanderson's best work. He has a lot, a lot, a lot of work out there if you like him as an author, but that one is just my favorite. Um, So look it up, read the description, see if it's for you. It's it's a heist story in a crazy world where um, it's not exactly magic, but basically magic is possible and uh, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you also listen next time. Um, I'm planning on doing another podcast next month. As of right now, I'm just thinking that this will be a monthly thing that we're doing here at Do It The Ordway. Um, Please follow us on Instagram at Ordway Ballet, also on TikTok at Ordway Ballet, and Facebook Ordway Ballet. Uh, so that you never miss when we post a new podcast. And if you liked it, please leave us a review. And I hope that we will, if you are local, see you at our productions or maybe even in the studio.